Hello, Poppy. <laughs> oh, Ty, how are you doing? Eric, my co-host, my colleague, my the six inch to my six inch. Mm. It's good to be speaking with you again. Mm, the easy to your gap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the collab everybody wants, and we are just like Easy and Gap in a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> Look see, at the album um, cover. I don't think it was possible to escape that Fox News interview that Kanye did about his trash <laughs> bag uh, extravaganza. Did you manage to catch that on, on the social medias? I saw a few screenshots, but I didn't get any good uh, glitz from it. Any, any memorable quotes? Hmm, well, I mean, he did basically shut the interview by saying, like, listen, man. And so, as soon as Kanye says, listen, man, mm-hmm. you already you know that you listen. And you already know he's about <laughs> to spit some, like, gospel at you. And mm-hmm. he, he basically said that, like, I'm not going to sit here and apologize for... Um, not doing things in a way that companies are forcing me to. Mm-hmm. Classic, and, uh, yeah. classic, yay! Um, you know, much like the subway menu, you know, I'm I refuse to listen to the signature picks. You know, I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. listening to the ingredient list on that. I'm making my own sandwich. It's my way. It's my sub. Because mm-hmm. you want to be your own boss. Exactly, and I'm not trying to order the boss. No, and and I feel like like we talked on a previous episode, Eric, about how you have a non-conformist attitude, and I think Connie obviously does it as well. Is that why you two have so much in common? Man, you sound like right after you sound like uh like RoboCop, like you're glitching, you're glitching real hard. <laughs> oh shit, am I glitchy? Glitching a little hard, but it's kind, of, it's come, it comes in and out. Yikes. Okay. Well, uh, we'll see how this episode goes. Why don't you go ahead and flip on to LTE? Is that, is that doable for you? I don't know if that's doable, dude. I've been gramming so hard this month. I have exceeded my data cap and then exceeded the, you know, there's always like, it's kind of like when you get to the end of an empty tank of gas and you still got a little gas in you. It's the same thing with data. After you go over your data cap, they'll let you just like run the meter oh, up yeah. for, for like, I don't know, 50 or a hundred bucks. And then they hard cap you. Mm, and i've hit true. i've hit the ceiling i've hit my glass ceiling you're using your momentum to just like coast into the gas station you know like you mm-hmm. burned out onto the highway and now you're just like rolling downhill hoping you hit an so mm-hmm. yeah dude i'm popping wow. it on, on neutral on the downhills i'm trying to get in behind another uh, like a semi truck to break some wind for me mm, that's smart uh okay well you sound pretty good now and I don't want to restart this, so Hell no. we're just going to keep it moving. Um, that's good. That's good, Ty. So you ran out of data. What were you uh, streaming? Were you are you were you on the Instagram Explore page looking at some some toasty sandwiches? <laughs> you know that my Instagram Explore page is just all food porn. Hey, it's all hot paninis. <laughs> Only food, baby. That's where I'm spending all yeah. my time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it is genuinely like here's the problem, Eric. I have a major issue with the Instagram algo serving me food videos now. I used to get pictures with mm. recipes written in the caption. Now they deliver both recipe and meal in a video format combined. 
It, I despise it, Eric. I despise mm. it. Well, this is another like example of a big corporation stuffing their like new offering down your throat. In this case, it's reels. In some mm -hmm. ways, case it's like protein bowls. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. This is the protein bowl of of videos. The challenge is because it's too hard to like if you want to actually make a meal that an Instagram food influencer is like act they're like actively chopping the garlic and throwing it in a pan and showing a selfie of them eating it. Like you can't follow along with that. They just it just loops every 15 seconds. So if you're like actually trying to cook and follow along, you have to wait for it to loop back to like the nine second mark so you can do the next step. Terrible and then mm. if you miss it, you have to watch it again. Terribly annoying. Mm. You're right. I um well, that's that's very amateur cook of you actually Ty. like a real chef would just watch the entire reel and then just make something completely different <laughs> mm, yeah you're right so like, okay great they would download that info and be like okay noted and then maybe use it maybe not but they would just do their own thing you know and i think totally. you have those skills you possess those skills yeah it's all about culinary confidence eric when i walk in the subway that's how i feel because mm -hmm. i look up at that board that paper sandwich board and I see mm -hmm. like, it'll, it'll say like number five, the boss. And mm -hmm. I'll say You're that right. I'm going to do my own thing now. I'm the boss. You're right. It's impossible to make a bad sandwich at Subway. Everything is already so bad that no matter what combination of bad things you put together, it, it'll taste like Subway. And like, mm -hmm. it, 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 it is what it is. You know what I mean? It's just a sandwich. Like it, you're, you're, you already know what you're getting into. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like it's very McLuhan of you. The instead of the medium is the message. In this case, the sandwich is the sandwich. Mm hmm. Exactly. Well, wow. Well, you know what? What? <laughs> Nothing. So when you repeat the thing I say, like you repeat my reaction. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of repeating what someone else says, laughing and then taking credit for it. Mm, so you laugh at your own jokes and then take credit for your own joke that you laughed at yourself. No, I I laugh at your joke, then I repeat it louder <laughs> for other people <laughs> to laugh at me. Mm -hmm. It's a great hack. It is a pretty good hack. The worst possible thing that can happen in a Zoom meeting is like you let a joke rip and then like mm. one out of 30 participants hear it and then they repeat mm -hmm. it and then like everyone else laughs at the other person who said it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dude, I feel like I feel like sometimes it's like you want to make your whole set all like quiet, funny people so that you can steal all their material. I think that's how like Drake and his goons work. Like I think every goon has <laughs> just like got hard bars that they'll never get to spit to an audience because Drake scoops mm. them up as soon as they make them. Mm. Well, maybe um, maybe Drake's like the ultimate like we work, like mm -hmm. the 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 embassy, the Toronto embassy is actually just like crowdsourcing like mm -hmm. <laughs> uh like you know focus group or something like everyone's like ghostwriting for themselves i don't know it's a little writer's retreat at the ovohq mm -hmm. we write yeah drake actually stands for do write and copy everything mm, yeah whoa did you just come up with that that's pretty good no that's from a drake song <laughs> he says do right and kill everything isn't that from the song with eminem oh maybe i don't listen to any eminem songs featured or full length 
Wait, is the one with LeBron James the Eminem one? Is he is Eminem on that? Ah, uh, maybe. I, I like to think so. of Eminem as basketball adjacent, not like directly associated with basketball. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought about him in a really long time, to be honest. Me either. But um, I think it's a song with LeBron James where he says that. Hmm. Well, well, you learn something new every day, Eric. Do you think Drake and LeBron became friends because of that song? And then Probably. now, and now Drake is a guest on LeBron's The Shock. <laughs> Have you seen that? Actually, <laughs> I haven't seen that, but you, you don't get a, like, the song isn't how you become friends because like you have to have some sort of prerequisite engagement for the song to but exist the, in the first place. But the prerequisite engagement is being the greatest basketball player to ever live and the greatest up-and-coming up rapper to ever live. So right. there is just like unspoken greatness club where like they probably all share a group chat. You know what I mean? Mm. Like like Fogel and like Jeffrey Epstein are probably in that same group. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a good point. It's a good point. I I feel like Fogel's group chats are wild. Like he was like big enough to be like like. Do you think he has like a DM going with R. Kelly? <laughs> dude, dude, Fogel definitely has like the colored backgrounds on IG. Like you know, you can like, customize the background. Oh yeah, it's definitely some like colorful like kids shit in there. It's no, it's no. Oh man, dude, he he made his chat bubble like pink. You know. <laughs> Fogel's the type of guy that made to make his like avatar his bitmoji. Yeah. Oh no. It's the only way to stay young, really, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah. The only <laughs> problem with Fogo, Ty. The only problem. The, um, this is the, clearly, yeah. The only the one. only problem he this guy has is he doesn't have he's not great at anything. Like if I think we would forgive Fogel if he had like 30 albums on the top 100 you know what i mean or like you know seven like basketball championships under his belt like he doesn't have anything except for being the right. guy who lost a lot of weight for eating tuna you know what i mean but like it's michael enough. jackson probably also did the same horrific things he did mm -hmm. but he's so great at what he does that we've forgiven him I think about that all the time, Eric. I think about this whole <laughs> R. Kelly debacle. And I think if he just pumped out a few bigger pop hits, he could have been at Jackson status and got away with it. Like, I know. No, no one is upset with Michael. Mm -hmm. You're right. He's one sicko mode away from being, like, exonerated. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. But here's wow. the other thing, Eric, about Michaels. If your name is Mike, I think statistically you're more likely to be in a C-level suite position. <laughs> like, you're just like, you make more money as a Mike, right? Mm -hmm. So, everyone, Michael Jackson, you know? Everyone wants to be like Mike, in any type of Mike. There's so many Mikes. And my friend the mm -hmm. other day, she said like, yeah, I was in a meeting at work, and there was more Mikes in the meeting than there were women. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was mm -hmm. pretty funny. And it made me realize, if you're a Mike, you're like, set for life. Mm-hmm. Does that include the, like, does that include the intern Michelle who is transgender and is now called Mike? <laughs> I, yeah, I think Mikkel is at a bit of an advantage in that sense. So mm -hmm, exactly. I'm thinking of changing my name to Mike. You should too, Eric. That'd be really funny. It's your host. It's Mike and Mike. Mm-hmm.
Or Ike. You can be Mike and Ike. Mike and Ike. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. Mike is too basic. At, like, at the same level of it being, like, so great, it's also very, like, generic. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a very common, like, white, straight guy name. You know what I mean? Totally. You can so, trust it, though. Well, you can't trust it, but you can... It, like, has, like, a antivirus seal on it. You know, mm. like, the name it Mike, one it's, Michelin like... Star. It's got one Michelin star. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's kind of like if you went to a restaurant, it's like the burger at the restaurant with yes. side of fries. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like I know this person's not going to steal from me or like mm-hmm. blow up one of the like offices. <laughs> at least not directly steal from me. Maybe indirectly, and maybe yes. they'll like maybe all of self destruct through bad decisions. But it will always be a slow steal <laughs> or a slow burn. Mm-hmm, exactly it won't be a self-destruct like in literal sense no <laughs> god damn um this is this is great Ty. this is a great mm-hmm. train of thought here uh what are some names of like sandwich artists that you would like you know if you walked into a subway in like a unfamiliar town and you saw the person's name tag would you be like yes i want i want you to make my sandwich i i trust mm. in you I haven't really thought about this before, (laughs) but off the top of my head, like, I want a name that's a little bit jovial, but (laughs) also mature. Male or female? Doesn't matter. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not a gender biased and who touched, I, I mean, the feminine touch is more delicate, but the masculine touch is more, I guess, like generous with the vegetables. (laughs) I, I, I'll tell you what I want a fat man to make my sandwich because they know what I want they know how to make a good sandwich like mm. uh like I mean women as well everyone knows just they would kill it but yeah women if make I have great to choose, sandwiches if, I, if they do historically they make the best sandwiches mm-hmm. especially from like oppressed countries mm-hmm. like <laughs> pressure makes from, diamonds <laughs> if you're exactly if you're from a third world country and like you know, you have to, like, make the food for your family because your husband's, like, fighting a genocide or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, then you know that sandwich is slaps, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You probably made your own bread. You probably make your own bread. That's amazing. Makes, makes so much sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, like, off the top of my head, Eric, like, I'm thinking, like, a Jerry? That's a... That seems like a like a like an overweight kind of juvenile or like jovial kind of mature name like somewhere in the tension there. Mm, I see. I'm thinking like Greg, like Greg. older, like dependable, um, kind of has like a goofy like I don't know what I'm doing here energy, but also like knows that you want double meat and you don't want to pay for it. Right. So how do you feel if your sandwich artist has like a, like a new age art school type name? Get out of here with that shit. I don't want, I don't want you to express yourself through my sandwich. I want <laughs> lots of everything and that's it. <laughs> it. It is a little bit scary if you're like, oh, your name is Plant or... <laughs> uh, Lars. <laughs> Lars. <laughs> <laughs> It's always Swedish. Oh, it's always some the Swedes Swedish are a guy. creative bunch. Mm-hmm, exactly, it makes sense. The meatballs over there are a little bit smaller. I, I feel like having a Swedish <laughs> name 
like gives you an advantage if the job application is creative director. <laughs> like, I think so too. If you come from a country that is like in any way, shape, or form mentioned in like the the design ethos or like design zeitgeist, it's like you've like you're like it's like in your blood in some way. You know, Italians, uh, any Scandinavian country. Um, mm-hmm. That's about it. Japan, maybe. Yeah, and all our all our sweet little innocent advertising agencies are falling victim to this confirmation bias that our Nordic countries, our Italians, our Japanese mm-hmm. are better creative directors. Mm-hmm. But which country makes the best sandwiches? Probably Italy, right? Depends on the sandwich, Eric. I feel like the bonbon is pretty good. <laughs> that came from that came from the French, and but it's the French did a collab. The is... They did the ultimate collab, Eric. Um, the they had to collab with the let's Vietnamese. Think let's think about this. I don't think it's a collab in like the meat and bread and like tractor kind of collab. Mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think it's like that. I think it's more like we occupy your country and like you are not allowed to use other ingredients <laughs> like right. it's more of a it's more of a, like a waterfall approach <laughs> <laughs> you just being handed the material and yeah <laughs> the blueprint well I'm, I'm just gonna say i don't think the french brought tofu to vietnam i don't think tofu is in the french culinary they, they got cream they got duck and they got fromage so, yeah the baguette and beyond that they're pretty limited resource wise yeah that's true huh well in a way the uh the bon mi is actually a big fuck you to the french people did you know that no but i do kind of <laughs> remember you talking to me about this <laughs> did we talk about this on the pod because this is like Maybe. something i just like looked up randomly because i was so curious why every yeah. like vietnamese restaurant or like specifically bon mi restaurants had like a Eiffel Tower as their logo, you know. Um, totally. Yo, I, wonder, I actually. Like, oh, sorry. Tell me what you wonder. No, I, I started wonder... that sentence, and I was hoping, uh, you know, to find out where I was going to go. But you, you go ahead. That's my same strategy whenever I order at Subway. <laughs> um, I was going to tell you I actually ate Vietnamese last night for dinner. I went oh. to a restaurant on Fraser Street called. Bonjour Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you, it's always some, it's like some French shit. Like the French influence there is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I wanted a bon me, but there was no bon. It was no no bon. What what's no bad? Bueno. <laughs> no bueno. Yeah, no bueno me. No bueno for me. <laughs> we we got there. We got there. Yeah. Anyways, what you what you have? Uh, nice little. Uh, a vegetarian faux? I was tempted by the pho, but I uh, I landed on some nice fresh rolls with tofu, a vermicelli noodle dish, and <laughs> a fried rice dish. And they were all pretty good. But they had this like really crazy interior. It's like, imagine if you Googled restaurant on Pinterest. And then you, that's it. That's like it. Mm-hmm. It's got all the tropes. Or if you search, like, I saw it on your Snap story, so I do actually have a visual of it in my head. 
it's kind of like if you search boutique hotel on like Expedia, it's like their version of what a boutique hotel looks like, you know? Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh yeah, totally. It's like all about the wall novelty wallpaper is so hot right now with boutique hotels. Dude, novelty wallpaper, um, like brass, <laughs> lots of brass, like fixtures. You can't hear me now? You can hear me now. I, you're coming in and out, but yeah, there's oh, brass boy. pictures, dude. We got some like pineapple iconography on the wall. Mm-hmm. Pretty tropical. Yeah, like monstera leaves just randomly placed. Yeah, monstera leaves like planted and then also one like drawn on the wall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so question for you. What what has a better aesthetic? Like um gentrified vietnamese restaurants which is what we just described or authentic vietnamese restaurants that have like neon shit like flaring in your face uh from like the street like if you're driving at night like you're blinded completely from it damn and, like plastic stools and like you know that the whole vibe like metal tables yeah they're different <laughs> they're definitely different scenes and it's hard to say which one is objectively better <laughs> but I am really excited about this new age model of Vietnamese restaurant because I'm an atmos foodie, Eric. That's why my favorite restaurant has beautiful brick walls and hanging potted plants. Mm-hmm. You are the uh, director of the ambiance of this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. So when I walk into a space, I want to be able to explore all the details. And I feel like even if the details are kitschy and overplayed online, it's still fun to like to experience even that, know right? that someone yeah experience it and like someone did that someone it was someone's idea <laughs> i think that's so mm-hmm. funny yeah as a result of this podcast i no longer judge people for their aesthetic decisions because i can always just fall back on like oh it's like purposely bad or like mm. they it this is satire it's like obviously that's not good but they did it anyway because it's funny <laughs> right just like this a 180 episodes of Think Fresh podcast. Yeah, literally our entire brand is like cursed imagery. And yeah, even like that comes through in the audio, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a clear audio episode in what, like three weeks? Only when we do it in person and it's like <laughs> local and it's not mm-hmm. like over Wi-Fi. Yeah, maybe, maybe the remote work needs to end. Yeah, dude, remote work is 21st century's biggest uh, virus, to be honest. But it is what it is. Yeah. Can you imagine? <laughs> like, did the outfit change? <laughs> dude, we're mid-set. It's so oh, hot man. right now. I, just like just like a foot long, halfway through this, I got too toasted. Mm. And now I'm a different color. Yeah, dude. Now you're showing me your armpits, and I don't know how I feel about it. I can, I can close these up. Yo, so, uh, what, what was I going to say? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Ah, uh, man. So, yeah, I got I got some stuff I need to talk to you about Subway today, Eric. Do you want to talk about Subway a little bit more? I would love to start this podcast. Let's go. Okay, let's start this podcast, everybody. Play the ad. <laughs> All right. Hello, breadheads. 
Uh, I am your host, Ty. My co-host, Eric, or, sorry, hello, breadheads. I am your host, Mike. This is my co-host, <laughs> Mike. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Think Fresh Podcast. Mm-hmm. Welcome, all our fellow Larses. Mm-hmm. Everyone who yeah. listens to this is a career director of some kind, so uh, you're, you're most likely named Lars. Um, what do we got today on the docket today, Ty? Okay. <laughs> today. There's some today. Well, today, Eric, there's some big things happening in today. in the world of Subway. Today. This is Subway Today, a new segment from Think Crush mm. Podcast. Today, way, way day, way day, way, 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 way up. Yo, we should start way day. I like that. Mm-hmm. It is a good thing. Way day is when we started this podcast, and we've hit two of those already. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to celebrate our third annual Way Day. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny because it can also be interpreted as way. Like, how much do you weigh after eating Subway? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we all hold our jeans up that we used to fit in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Thank God That's the Amir used to only go up to... Uh... <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. Um, anyway, the news today... Well, Eric, do you remember a, a few weeks ago uh, the too much mayo shooting in Atlanta? Uh, yes. Does that ring a Somebody bell? let it spray and it wasn't sauce. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. To refresh the breadheads' minds and, and palates, uh, there was a shooting in Atlanta. No surprise <laughs> there. Uh, but... It, this one happened in a subway. Someone took down an artist, pop, pop, because they put yeah. too much mayonnaise on their foot long. Tragic day in the sandwich industry. What we know for sure, Ty, is that it was not Gunna or Thug. Because mm-hmm. they're still currently locked up, man. Free, free them boys. They didn't do nothing. Yeah, free, free YSL. Now, I saw some screenshots of their court date, Eric. Did you see their, like, it was like a remote hearing. Dude, yeah, it's, it's the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. Where just like you see Big Surge just like mm-hmm. hunched over wearing his like pre- like jail outfit. No ice. Not a single diamond on the guy. Iceless. <laughs> Shit melted. Completely, completely thawed out. Um... <laughs> and they got the glasses on. They got the frames on. It's so disarming. Cartier, yeah, they got the Cartier reading glasses on, and man, it's a sad day for the for the hip hop community. Man, I'm not I'm not very happy about how this is all turning out. No, my take away from it, Eric. Bail. Yeah. He's been denied bail three times. Three times? Damn. Yeah. That's too bad. I know. Well, my only takeaway from it, Eric, was that uh, nobody looks good on Zoom. Not even rappers. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when during COVID, we were all locked up in a sense, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, the four four walls of my one bedroom were were my prison. I did mm-hmm. my time. I'm a free bird mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gunna looks like he was participating in a three hour five year vision workshop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's put in a few hours in, at the seminar. He's. <laughs> Gunna's got major work from home vibes. <laughs> exactly. He's not wearing underwear or pants, probably. 
He's just raw balling it on the on the Eames chair. <laughs> uh, that might be the first time that sentence has ever been said. <laughs> I'm confident that it was. Wow. Wow. Just two loose meatballs just you know getting pressed. <laughs> yeah. Hey, We're gonna, man. Be gentle with the meatballs, gonna. Mm-hmm. Well, so wait, I'll... didn't you say your your favorite your ideal artist name would be Jeffrey or Jared? <laughs> I didn't Nothing say any, either of those. The only oh. okay, if I was a musician, I'll tell you what my musician name would be. You want to hear it? Yeah, I do. DJ Harry Dick. What do you think? Do you like it? No, it's too on the nose. It's too. It's like trying to be <laughs> clever, but I think it's, it's not. It's not doing it. Mine would be like first name Matt, Tristane. First name Matt, last name Tristane. Yeah, say it fast. Same pretty... Matt. First name Matt. First name Matt, last name Tristane. Matt Tristane. No, no, no. Say the just say the name part. <laughs> uh, Matt Tristane. Mattress stain. Oh, you're funny. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> well, Eric, let's get this podcast back on track. I need to tell you about what's happening. This update with the with the too yeah. much mayo shooting. Yeah. So somebody got to blicking at the subway in Atlanta, uh, mm-hmm. and then they I guess they caught the guy or what happened. Just tell us. <laughs> Are you oh, holding I hold on to this information. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what happened to the culprit. For all I know, he's still at large. He's mm. still out there terrorizing subways. However, I can give you a report on the subway franchise itself. Ground zero of this event. First of all, mm-hmm. a fun fact. It's only a few blocks away from Mercedes-Benz Stadium, which was news to me. Mm-hmm. So if Kanye ever ate Subway while he was staying at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, he would have visited that location. Or at least, you know, like one of his goons. So you could say this location's been popping off ever since Dawn did too. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so what happened? (laughs) Well, the Subway location took a generous three-week closure to mourn the loss of one of their fallen. But now they're planning a grand reopening with enhanced safety precautions. You can probably imagine, what does that mean? I'm sure that's what you're thinking. An extra long sneeze guard? A bulletproof sneeze guard? (laughs) Oh, shit. They're taking it one step further, Eric. They've completely abandoned the idea of their customers being allowed in the store. Oh. Oh. So So it's a takeout only. (laughs) <laughs> take out only but you don't even get to go in to take out they they're presenting this as kind of a novel safe security first concept but really all they described in the press re- press release was a walk like a drive through but on foot so you walk up to one order one window mm-hmm. you order your sandwich pay and then you go to the next window to then have your sandwich delivered mm-hmm. i'm not really sure how you assess the meat and vegetable sandwichuation in between those two events. But I like to think that it's entirely a glass wall of the building and you just kind of walk along and like maybe like talk through many different intercoms. I'm not really sure mm. though. I want to like figure this out with you. That's really cool. So one 
large bulletproof piece of glass or plexiglass to conceal the entire like line uh, Mm -hmm. one would say and uh that's actually great marketing too because if you were to like leave the food out overnight or like during off hours people could walk by and see like what's available what's on the menu you know Oh yeah, it's always against the window. Every everybody that walks by, they're window shopping. It doesn't just smell like bread. You can literally see the sandwiches being made. Mm-hmm. It's actually really smart. Like as a concept mm-hmm. of just, there is no interior. It's hand. They're handhelds. It's street food. You order on the street. You eat on the street. Mm-hmm. You're a part of the urban fabric. That's that's Subway's brand ethos. Mm-hmm. Or do you think it's um, kind of like when you visit a gas station after hours? And they're like mm. locked up inside this like glass cube and to talk to them like through a little like microphone. Like you you're visiting like slime in prison. Yeah, it's like you've checked into like Rikers as a visitor. And mm. you know, then you have to say, like, hey, can I get like a Twix? And then you have to watch the guy walk out of his like cubicle over to where the Twixes are and like grab one and bring it back to you. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a real life vending machine in that way. A little bit. So you have this little sandwich artist who's now like a, a vending machine elf running around inside the machine uh, mm-hmm. preparing your sandwich. And you're just walking through the watching through the glass. For all you know, it's simulated. It's just a screen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who knows what it is? It is. They're just doing the work for you and you're like spectating from the outside. It's like a, like a video game in a way. A little bit. If they turn that entire glass wall into a touch screen, then you could have a really fun uh, experiential moment digital meets physical mm-hmm. this is beautiful i'm actually into this idea kind of like a coca-cola freestyle yeah dude I, it reminds me of that one Times square ad that like the balenciaga Fortnite collection was advertised in <laughs> you know the, the 3d one <laughs> don't ruin balenciaga for me <laughs> <laughs> they did this to themselves i know um that's great ty that's great what was yeah. the other uh, piece of subway news you had for me? What's what, yes. what's the other six inches? I got I got more news for you. I've been I've been reading the Times, flipping through the Sunday edition. Skip the mm-hmm. crossword because there's too much meat. It was double meat day in the news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, new technology entering subway locations near you. Mm-hmm. Near me. Tell me more. He says. So. Apparently, up until now, and I'm really curious about your take on this, Eric, because you are a former deli dude. You used to work yes. the slicer, the meat slicer at the grocery store. You've been around mm-hmm. the block. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Subway. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. And we'll have <laughs> to talk about that because Subway previously has pre sliced all the meat, they have meat slicing factories set up around North America where the meat is all pre-sliced before it goes to store. Mm-hmm. They cut uh, their own they, veggies, though. Probably they do not. cut their own veggies in store, yeah. We learned that from uh, a pre- previous Subway alumni. Uh, and But they don't, they don't do the meat. The meat <laughs> comes pre-sliced, right? Okay. Until now. <laughs> Who the fuck was that? I just witnessed. Ty took a Trying to take a sip of his beverage, but realized there was already like already waiting for him to say something. And he just like he just like pump fake the sip. 
<laughs> Dude, I pump and dump my own drink. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's because I'm so excited to tell you about this, Eric. Please, please go on. Subway has ordered a automatic meat slicer for every single one of their locations, all 40,000. There's not enough meat slicers on Earth to satisfy Subway's meat slicing demand. So they have Whoa. to make them all themselves or contract a company to do it. So it might be a while till they're meat slicing your region. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it might be a while till they're slicing your meat pie. It's just, it is what it is. Um, yeah, if you keep an eye on your meat, the, the meat in your region, you, uh, mm-hmm. you may get lucky. This is fascinating because this gives Subway, if they own all of their meat slicers, this gives them the ability to innovate what a meat slicer is and maybe they can mm-hmm. begin to like design one that cuts it in like perfect size so that they can follow their own system of you know one slice for for an inch you know what i mean mm-hmm. much like the cheese yeah it gives them also the opportunity to slice every day so that means you can have fresher meat on your foot long and i think that is an innovation we can all get behind <laughs> except for me mm-hmm. i'm a veg head <laughs> don't care <laughs> don't care yeah it's true uh, i mean can't say i care either um because i think all the you know cold cuts the, the beauty of them is the last decades right you, you slice them and you you splice them doesn't matter yeah dude slice them and leave them doesn't matter yeah, exactly. they're they're gonna be good either way yeah so i mean if somebody owns their own like slicers um, I don't know. I can see that. Like, wait, why are they doing this again? Isn't it? Isn't this less efficient, or is it cost less? I think it. I think there's a cost savings aspect here because they can slice depending on the demand of the meat, potentially providing more or less meat mm-hmm. at, at each location. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the meat can then be shipped directly from the meat factory. Mm-hmm. and uh, you don't have to go to the slicing facility. Mm-hmm. I don't really know, man. I think this is, to Subway, <laughs> I think this is like the next toaster, the next big innovation. Yeah, we need Subway to stop fucking around with what works. I think that's the lesson here. Well, what I want, Eric, is I want, <laughs> I want those meat slices. I want them front of house. I want when I order my sandwich, them to slice the meat alive <laughs> for me. Oh, you're right. You're right. Bringing this all the way back to last episode, which dropped an hour ago. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we talked about cats delicatessen, and uh, you know they give, they give you a little bite. They give you a little bite whenever you order something, mm-hmm. and it's because they're able to do that mm-hmm. because they turn around and slice it right there in front of you. So they take your order, do a 180, and get the slicing. And if Subway were to do that, mm-hmm. this opens up the ability for them to give you a little sample. It's like, hey, you know what? Let me try the fucking salami. Like, I, I don't know what the salami tastes like. So let me get a little bite mm-hmm. of that, you know? And then boom, bada bing, bada boom. It gives you a little salami and you say, no thanks. I'm going to fucking Jimmy John's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in and I'm out. Hey. Uh, absolutely, Eric. There's <laughs> a sampling element here. There's also more precise control over your sandwich. 
You want to be your own boss, especially at yes. Subway. Just like every blue-collar patron that walks in there. And what does a you boss that, love? Right? Specificity. Mm-hmm. And, I'm a fucking uh, boss. Okay? You're the boss. And we're not talking about sandwich no. number four. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, you know, just like the clientele at Subway, me and you, Ty, are hardworking individuals who demand that, you know, the sandwich be made to our specification, exact specification. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the only way to do that is to purely, you know, to know your material, just like a welder, you know, you must mm-hmm. know what type of metal you're working with, the, the tools you have to weld the metal, um, the, the welding tools, which were, the welding tools, um, <laughs> you know, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So like, I want to be able to say I want precisely 312 grams of black forest ham on my footlong today. And then I can taste that. If it's good, I'll get it again. If it's not, I may go up or down in my dosage of black forest ham. <laughs> it is nice to control your dosage at Subway. Exactly. You're kind of micro dosing like MSG, essentially. Mm-hmm. So The only dosage control you have is a little bit more, please. And then you watch them do like three more olives and you're like, uh, a little bit more, please. Mm-hmm. And then you say it too much. <laughs> It'd be cool if they had like... If, Here's an innovation, Eric. Instead of like the squeeze bottle that they have for the sauce, what if that was like, you, uh, like, <laughs> you could ask for like X amount of pumps, I guess, but like mm. it kind of depends on the hand strength of the artist, which we already spoke about ties back to gender. But in this case, if it was more like, a, you know, like a, like a balloon pump, they, there's like those for like making balloon animals. I'm thinking of a topology like that to contain sauce because then you control the exact number of pumps that are landing on your sandwich. Consistency is mm-hmm. key here because then you could ask for 1.27 pumps, please. <laughs> Eric's no stranger to giving only three pumps. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving three pumps for three sauces, though. Mm. Um, I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know if I want any of this control, to be honest. I want, I want like a just the fat man to be like, this is how much you're getting, you know? Like, I just want to be like, I mean, like, like Phil is going to take care of me today. And like, he knows how much meat I want. He knows how much sauce I want. He knows how much veggies I want. None. Uh, and that's about <laughs> it. Phil is a bit of a thick boy name, isn't it? Oh, yeah, buddy. The, yeah. the more brown the food is, the more he likes it. <laughs> I see where you're coming from, Eric, because the precision, it can get too clinical. It could kind of ruin the serendipity of the subway experience. Mm-hmm. There is something arbitrarily like quaint about getting a sandwich that you knew you asked for, but it isn't quite what you pictured. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Humbly. It's like, yeah, it is. And, uh, yeah, there there needs to be room for surprising, you know. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know you get you get a stray spinach on there, and then the artist is like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry," and you mm-hmm. say, "Whatever, leave it on." <laughs> yeah, we'll mix it up today. I'm feeling frisky. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, and like if you had that level of precision, it's also important to note that you start you you no longer have a scapegoat. Because if your sandwich doesn't taste so hot today, you can always 
blame the artist. Mm-hmm. My brother, you assembled it. Yeah. So, well, I, but if you are 100% control, you, you control the micro dosage of your sweet onion sauce. My brother, that's on you. You're right. Hey, you know what? I was thinking about our <laughs> hard pivot. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about our recent pizza activation, Ty. Mm. And while you were just talking to me, I, I zoned out a little bit. And then I got angry because I remember what happened to us. We, we, were, we were confused. We got, we got taken advantage of at our latest pizza um, dine-in experience. That's right. Eric and I were uh, heating up on the tennis courts, and then we were heating it up at the pizza oven. Uh, mm-hmm. Tell the breadheads about what went down. So there's a nice, lovely little spot in Chinatown, Main Street, kind of, uh, where you go to a bar, and next door is a nice little pizza place. You go over to the pizza place, you place your order, and the deal is or so they advertise that they will bring the pizza to the bar for you when it's ready because they have no way of notifying you. You're too, you're a whole door down. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, so they said, let me bring it to you. We even saw this go down as we sat down at the bar, someone came and brought a pizza. So like, Oh, mm-hmm. they still do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Special delivery, special delivery. We go and order a pizza. Actually just me. I order a nice little calabrese, which is the BMP of pizza. Facts. And I say, you guys still do delivery? (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) And he's like, only if we're not busy. I said, what the fuck are you talking about? It's next door. Like, if I was sitting in here, it's the same distance almost of you bringing the pizza to my table or bringing it to next door. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were wrong. We, we waited 20 minutes, came back. Pizza was sitting there waiting for us. Can't believe that. Just two, like, patron and pizza both waiting for each other. What a sad, sad story. A missed connection, truly. Yeah. It's kind exactly. of bullshit, Eric, because, like, delivery <laughs> is a core proficiency of all pizza places. You should have exactly. to opt out of delivery, not opt into it, especially mm-hmm. when it's only, like, 20 mm-hmm. feet away. Mm-hmm. I, I was taking my, I was, I was practicing a lot of patience, much like I do at Subway, but I was like really just waiting for him to offer the service to me. Like, oh, mm. like, hey, we're, by the way, we're next door having a, having a beer. Mm-hmm. And uh, this guy didn't say a single word. And I was just like waiting for him to like speak up. Like, oh yeah, we'll even bring it to you. Wow. Wow. Nothing. Nothing. Not, not a peep. And I asked him, I said, only if we're not busy. That's bogus. Yeah. Hey, do you think, do you think, okay. You finish ordering your sandwich at Subway. You, you throw the last instruction at them. You say, like, add a little bit of Parmesan or, like, shake some salt and pepper on there, right? Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. wrap it up. And while they're <laughs> wrapping it, you go. You just dip? <laughs> you go sit down. Just go sit down. Whoa. What happens next? It's a standoff. No, dude. No, there's no standoff. The guy says, excuse me, buddy. You must pay for your sandwich. What sandwich? It's his sandwich still at that point. He hasn't given it to me. <laughs> That's true. Bring, bring me the it. machine. <laughs> oh, shit. Dude, the, the machine's bolted down, Ty. This is high security. <laughs> I don't want you to steal the machine. It's part of the new yeah. measures. The new, the new protocol is they just like flip it. They do a little flick and it rotates mm. 180 degrees. And then you tap the Amex and that's it. 
Damn. Square reader can't function at Subway because it's not the correct aspect ratio. It needs to be more like a 16 by 9 reader. Mm -hmm, exactly. Square, no go. That's a mighty melt. It's canceled. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Huh. Well, I would love for a sandwich artist to bring it to my table and also maybe even bring it to me next door. Like if I was like, you know, if there was a Subway next to a like tasting room of some kind like natty wine or big beer even i would love to be mm -hmm. seated you know sipping on a budweiser from the can and mm -hmm. have a sandwich be delivered to me yeah i think that's probably the ideal sibling location of subway is a big brewery like big a big beer pub they got mm -hmm. no craft on tap they just get serve you some nice lagers and pills and mm -hmm. they cross-pollinate. I think that's the goal here is you want some cross-pollination businesses. It's really genius because no matter where you start in your journey, you will. there's a good reason for you to end up at the other one. Like mm -hmm. if you are eating, you know, you go to Subway first and oh, fuck it. You know what? I'm kind of thirsty. I don't want a Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> Let me, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want a fucking milk to go right now. So I'm going to order my sandwich and I'm going to just wait at the, at the brewery, you know, quote unquote brewery. Yep. Who knows what they do at these big beer establishments? Who knows? Um, who the fuck knows what they do there? But I might be waiting there, sipping on a beer while it comes. Or mm -hmm. I might start my journey at the brewery and then get a little litty with my guys and realize, you know, fuck, you know what? I can really go for 12 inch right now. Yeah. Just like put you you just like put your there's probably a hole in that fake brick wall you just like stick your head through <laughs> go back in mm -hmm. yeah just, re just reach in reach in and and feel this glory you are approaching <laughs> can you still hear me i think we were talking at the same time and it broke <laughs> I, I can't hear you can you hear me now i can hear you yeah oh thank god okay i can hear you uh sharing a fake brick wall you walk up, this is like an age-old conundrum. You go fluid first or food first? Which side? Me? I'm always going yeah. fluid first. I'm trying to work up appetite. You know what I mean? I want to I wanna get buzzed. I want to drink a beer on an empty stomach, guy, because that's how I feel it. And it feels so good, and I fucking love it, dude. Oh, I've yeah. always, I, anytime I sit down anywhere, I, I said, bring me a fucking... Bring me a lager. <laughs> oh, yeah, and then baby. by the time they come around to take my order for food, I'm like three quarters finished the lager. And I say, give me another one. Mm -hmm. If you can have like a pale ale just like slushing around in an empty stomach, like then you're like, the your, your foot lung is just like diving into a pool then. Sploosh. Mm. Sploosh, dude. It, it, your, your body just absorbs the sandwich better because of that. It reduces the impact of the sandwich on your body. Mm -hmm. sploosh we're going for a swim you know what i mean like that sandwich mm -hmm. is like ah, wow it feels fantastic and if you can <laughs> if you can subsidize your sandwich with a pint of beer you could i could even suggest going a little lighter on the sauces because you don't need the sauces to like wet it up bingo ty bingo fucking <laughs> bingo wow wow I can't you believe we got the, here. Dude, I don't know if you need a sauce. You go, you go raw. You go dry. Dude, I, I'm hitting it dry. <laughs> Holy shit, dude! I would hit the sandwich dry if I had a nice IPA with me. 
Oh yeah. Wow. It's kind of a I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of a bonkers idea, Eric, but I'm on I'm on this journey with you. There's no reason we can't make this happen. You can get so <laughs> if you go if you get a dry foot long, th- then the half life on that is substantially longer than the half life of a sauced up sandwich. So you could potentially bring your foot long to a bar. Mm-hmm. Perfect. We'll do a little dipsies action. Wow! Wow! A little beef dip. <laughs> Beer bread, baby. Beer bread. A little. Um... What's that called? Oh, oh jus. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, classic pub science soup of the day? Beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like some bar stool like recipe right there. Yeah. Dip your dip your sandwich into a into a pint. Oh yeah, there's there's not a frat on earth that hasn't already tried this. Oh, hundred percent. Probably while playing spike ball. Hell yeah! I'm gonna try oh, to get man. into some spike ball this weekend. I hope you don't. <laughs> oh, dude, crazy spike ball story. Okay, uh, for the breadheads, there's been an ongoing feud between me and Eric about whether or not spike ball is good or not. Uh, the problem <laughs> is we're both on the same side, which is spike ball is bad. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> I, I was at a, like a bar in uh, Washington a couple weekends ago, and it was a, kind of a weird bar. It was like one of those like self-serve bars where you go up and there's just a wall of taps and you wear a wristband like you're at a music festival. You have to Ooh. tap it on the wall to pour your beer. Oh. And then you're charged by the ounce, like a deli. <laughs> oh, damn. Can somebody like, can you just like leave the faucet on and someone else like sneaks in there? Yeah, dude, you can let it run. Let, let the tap run. I mean, it's you're racking up it, it up on your card, but... Like, if you can get in on someone else's bevy, lucky you. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, anyways, I'm, I've poured a double IPA. I'm now sitting <laughs> at my table, and I look to one of the many TV screens in this establishment. Because you can imagine, a, an establishment like this probably has 12 or 13 TVs. All playing different <laughs> Yeah. And on one of the screens, Eric, there was a professional spike ball tournament. Oh, no. No shit. There's a professional league for this dumbass sport. Dude, there's no fucking way that people are being paid to play this bullshit. Who's even watching this? I, I guess I was. Freak. It's only on bad, like, bad pubs in America. Oh, my God, dude. Spikeball has to be stopped. I think we, as a podcast, need to align on a goal to end this stupid sport, this meme mm-hmm. sport. It's not a sport, even. It's already just a game. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The only balls we're passionate about are meatballs. Mm-hmm, exactly. If I'm slapping a ball down, it'll be onto a piece of bread. Mm-hmm. A spiked meatball sounds pretty good. A little vodka sauce. Vodka oh, marinara. Oh. Gee, now we're talking. Maron. That's what I think. <laughs> now, Eric, this story gets even worse. While I'm watching the spike ball tournament unfold, one of the players, after nailing <laughs> a shot, just like smacks that little ball down on the trampoline. Play ends, he walks to the sidelines, and he proposes to his girlfriend. Oh. on TV. Yeah, and she said yes. She said yes in the middle of a televised spike ball tournament. Wrong answer. <laughs> Damn, right? 
no. Like, is this is this what Gen Z couples are like? Like, spike ball boy and a bench warmer girl? Like, I don't really no. get it. Mm-hmm. She's on TikTok. He's on the mat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spike ball boy, B-pop girl. <laughs> mm-hmm, basically. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. That's, that's unfortunate. That, that kind of girl is, like, probably the one who asked the groups, like, oh, should we just get a picture? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Special type of human. Yeah, honestly, a saint, if you will. Well, shout out to that guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hope he's happy. Yeah, I hope hope, uh, she found what she was looking for, you know, because that's definitely not for everybody, but hey, there's That's a lot of like good hands. cursed weddings out there, you know, like we oh, yeah. posted on our Instagram feed year one of Think Fresh about a like subway themed wedding. A few, and actually there's <laughs> quite a few of them. It's a thing. People have like subway themed weddings. Mm-hmm. Cool. Subways is the culture, bro. Like the way that subway is able to affect like the most beautiful day in someone's life. It's like today... If, if I were to remember two days in my life, it's like having a kid and like getting married. You know, mm. I can forget everything else. And I'm going to choose to make one of those things themed around the worst restaurant in the world. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine it's like the reception at your special day with Bay and mm-hmm. all of your like black tie servers come out platters in hand and they place like your favorite footlong sandwich down on front of you and everyone gets their like favorite. It. That'd be so like cool. It. Damn. That would actually be pretty sick. Not gonna lie. If I were to suggest that to my girl, like we would be having two weddings. <laughs> <laughs> one's like, for the boys and one's for everyone one's else. For, yeah, one's for the breadheads. <laughs> mm-hmm. And the other one's for not me. I ain't even going to that one. Hell no. I love oh, how there's no. like, yeah, two receptions. You're like, this one's for my male audience. And this one's for everyone else. Mm-hmm, exactly. Just like me and you, Ty. You're for the male audience. I'm for the, the ladies out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Lady are the womanizer of this podcast. Mm-hmm. I am the, uh, I'm the more sensitive one, you know? The one who li- like listens. What does that make me then, Eric? The insensitive talker? <laughs> You're the you're the guy who orders the sandwich. I'm there, like making it. Mm. Yeah, you, you get <laughs> like to get your hands dirty. That's true. Yeah, women do appreciate the way I use my hands. W- women really appreciate how I can boss them around. So that's <laughs> what makes us good partners in uh, podcasting. Mm-hmm. Make me a sandwich, you little slut. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Oh man. Ty, we're breaching one hour, and wow. I can't. <laughs> we're pushing P here, Ty, and uh, I, I can't be any happier with our performance today. So, how about we get our weekend started and bless the breadheads now for the second time today? Mm-hmm. Let's get it going. And a special double meat day for the breadheads. Happy Friday to you. You deserve it. Thank you for listening. As always, make sure to give us a like and a heart or a follow on any platform you can find us mm-hmm. or don't that's cool too yeah we don't really care We're, we don't do that for any kind of likes or any metrics really only the dollar sign that's the only yeah. metric we care about 
We have very little KPIs, believe it or not. We have one. <laughs> <laughs> Inches. Inches and how swole my pockets get. <laughs> Shit. Hell yeah, buddy. Well, it was well, a pleasure, Ty. Yeah. Thank you for filling your uh, clear plastic uh, rectilineal bag with me today. <laughs> Thank you for answering the takeout window when I rolled up. <laughs> <laughs> knock, knock. Knock, knock. Foot long alert. Jeez. Okay, buddy. All right, Have take. a great weekend. See you later. You too. Ciao.